Welcome to PsalmsCast. Today is the 11th day of June, and I am Denise. It is a great day to celebrate having completed one-third of this month's journey through the entire book of Psalms. It is truly amazing that by spending just a bit of time here in the Lord's presence each day, as we ponder and consider five chapters, the Spirit is working within us to mold us into that person the Lord desires us to be. And often about this time of the week, many of us are just dragging, longing for a rest from the drudgery of living. Yet, friends, we are running a holy race that was set before us the day that we confessed our sin and came to Jesus to be cleansed of all sin. That was the first day of our new life, and on that day we entered into eternity. So yes, gird yourself up with God's Word. Drink deeply from that which is before us today so that you can run strong and true through the remaining days of this week. We're reading from the New American Standard Bible as we spend time today in Psalm 11, Psalm 41, Psalm 71, Psalm 101, and Psalm 131. But as we do every day, first, let's turn to the Lord and ask His blessing. Father in heaven, we come humbly here before you in this time. We are seeking you, Lord. We are searching for you to know you in reality today, to know that you are there and that we see your fingerprints in our life. We see that you are doing marvelous things in our world and that you are faithful. We ask that you would generously open our eyes and open our ears, Lord, as we open ourselves to you for this time, Lord, allowing your holy word to reign into us, to nourish us, to quench our thirst, Lord. Father, we are looking for joy and we are looking for peace. Not peace that the world gives, but the peace that is a gift from you. So we ask today that you will lead and that you will guide and you will illuminate as we step into your word for this time. Psalm 11, The Lord, A Refuge and Defense A Psalm of David In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, Flee as a bird to your mountain, for behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have set their arrow on the string to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see. His eyelids test the sons of mankind. The Lord tests the righteous and the wicked, and his soul hates one who loves violence. He will rain coals of fire upon the wicked, and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will see his face. Psalm 41 The psalmist in sickness complains of enemies and false friends. A psalm of David. Blessed is the one who considers the helpless. 
The Lord will save him on that day of trouble. The Lord will protect him and keep him alive, and he will be called blessed upon the earth. And do not turn him over to the desires of his enemies. The Lord will sustain him upon his sickbed. In his illness you restore him to health. As for me, I said, Lord, be gracious to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil against me. When will he die and his name perish? And when he comes to see me, he speaks empty words. His heart gathers wickedness to itself. When he goes outside, he tells it. All who hate me whisper together against me. They plot my harm against me, saying, A wicked thing is poured out upon him, so that when he lies down, he will not get up again. Even my close friend, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up, that I may repay them. By this I know that you are pleased with me, because my enemy does not shout in triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity, and you place me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and Amen. Psalm 71 Prayer for an Old Man for Rescue In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me and save me. Extend your ear to me and help me. Be to me a rock of dwelling to which I may continually come. You have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Save me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the wrongdoer and the ruthless, for you are my hope. Lord God, you are my confidence from my youth. I have leaned on you since my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have become a marvel to many, for you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Do not cast me away at the time of my old age. Do not abandon me when my strength fails, for my enemies have spoken against me, and those who watch for my life have consulted together, saying, God has abandoned him. Pursue and seize him, for there is no one to save him. God, do not be far from me. My God, hurry to my aid. May those who are enemies of my soul be put to shame and consumed. May they be covered with disgrace and dishonor who seek to injure me. But as for me, I will wait continually, and I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all day long, for I do not know the art of writing. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. And even when I am old and gray, God, do not abandon me. Until I declare your strength to this generation, 
your power to all who are yet to come. For your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens, you who have done great things. God, who is like you? You, who have shown me many troubles and distresses, will revive me again and will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. May you increase my greatness and turn to comfort me. I will also praise you with a harp and your truth, my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue also will tell of your righteousness all day long, for they are put to shame, for they are humiliated who seek my harm. Psalm 101, the psalmist's profession of uprightness, a psalm of David. I will sing of mercy and justice. To you, Lord, I will sing praises. I will carefully attend to the blameless way. When will you come to me? I will walk within my house in the integrity of my heart. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall leave me. I will know no evil. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbors, him I will destroy. I will not endure one who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. One who walks in a blameless way is one who will serve me. One who practices deceit shall not dwell within my house. One who speaks lies shall not maintain his position before me. Every morning I will destroy all the wicked of the land, so as to eliminate from the city of the Lord all those who do injustice. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 131. Childlike trust in the Lord, a song of a sense of David. Lord, My heart is not proud, nor my eyes arrogant, nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. I have certainly soothed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child resting against his mother. My soul within me is like a weaned child. Israel, wait for the Lord from this time on and forever. So Psalm 101, which we read today, is titled here in the New American Standard Bible as the Psalmist's Profession of Uprightness. This psalm was written by King David and reflected how he was going to arrange his cabinet of advisors as he came into his kingship. David proclaims, first, many godly attributes that each of us living here in 2021 might want to take note of, such as to carefully attend to the blameless way. The next sentence seems, in my opinion, to state why. David wonders when God will come to him. Just consider for a moment, if you knew that Jesus was coming tomorrow, how would you be living your life today? 
David also commits to not set any worthless thing before his eyes. Okay, let's pause for a moment and think about all the stuff that has passed through the screen of our eyes just in one 24-hour period. Social media dramas, the news, music videos, movies on whatever platform, concerts, protests, sports events, at the mall, at the grocery store. The list just is truly endless. How much of what passes the lens of your eyes glorifies God? Within this psalm, David clearly states how he wants to gather other like-minded counselors and leaders around him to rule and to govern God's people. And honestly, over the years, I have struggled when I read that last verse. Every morning, I will destroy all the wicked of the land so as to eliminate from the city of the Lord all those who do injustice. Honestly, this just seems rather harsh to destroy, as in to kill or to snuff out a human life because they're not abiding by the rules. Seriously, obviously, King David is not a very tolerant person, is he? Wow, that we should have nutty thoughts like that because King David is the one human being that God said was a man after his own heart. David understood that God was a holy God, and a holy God has zero tolerance for those who have been told the truth, but in arrogance, scoff, and disobey what God has in mercy and grace revealed to them. And honestly, here today in 2021, we each should be fearing God as never before because Jesus is coming again. And at that moment, All those who have rebelled against God will be judged. If they are not for God, they will be destroyed, period. So what can we do when it is our beloved family member and friends who are scoffers and unbelievers of God's mercy and grace? We live our lives in obedience to God's word. We pray fervently over their lives continually If the opportunity allows, we make sure that the Word of God is being spoken forth as background white noise whenever they are around. Because, friends, did you know that God's Word clearly says this amazing truth? So, faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the Word of Christ. That's found in Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 10. And yeah, today at the end of the podcast, you will find that whole chapter of Romans because Paul has a very powerful message for us. Father, once again, we thank you for your word, its counsel, its friendship, its guidance, and the way that it gives us a place to put our trust, something to put our faith in. It tells us the story and leads us to you so that we can then be in this intimate relationship with you that we are incomplete without and that you want desperately. So thank you again for your word in our lives. Once again, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and plant it deep within us, 
changing us from the inside out. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a personal update. The last couple of days have been much better than the days previously, and I know that this is because there's a prayer covering that is being prayed over my life, and I thank you greatly for that. I am still having difficulties getting appointments to find out if we can get to the root cause of what is going on so that healing can continue. So I covet your prayers yet again that God will open doors and He will reveal what we need to do to get me to that next level. Now, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end of the podcast, we are taking a trek into the heart of the book of Romans, chapter 10. This is a powerful word for those who have ears to hear. And that's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God, Romans chapter 10. Friends, Jesus is coming back. God is a truth teller. He is holy. He does not lie. He does not make up stories. In every single prophecy about the Messiah has been proven to be true, friends. You just have to read the Bible to find that out. And so when I think about Jesus said he's coming back and he's a truth teller, Jesus is God. He is the I am. And therefore, if he said he's coming back, he's coming back. And in that moment that he is coming back, he is coming back to judge us. And those who are not for God, we can, we're either on one side of the fence with God or we're on the side that is without God. And there is no middle line. Those are going to be doomed to destruction. And honestly, that should freak us out and just scare us senseless because there are people in our life that we love who do not know God. And they are listening to a different gospel. They're listening to false gospels that are being spun every single day on TV, on the news, on social media. And so, I wanted to read this chapter because it is such a powerful chapter and it was life-changing for our family. So, as we dive in to Romans 10, and it's a meaty chapter, allow God's words of wisdom to wash over you and to wash through you, trusting the Holy Spirit to do what He does best, which is to plant the word deep in your heart and bring illumination to your mind so that you understand, remembering that the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Romans chapter 10 The word of faith brings salvation. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. For not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. 
For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes of the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who performs them will live by them. But the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. Do not say in your heart, Who will go up to heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead? But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith which we are preaching, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? But how are they to preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. However, they do not all heed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. But I say, Surely they have not heard, have they? On the contrary, their voice has gone out into all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, surely Israel did not know, did they? First Moses says, I will make you jealous with those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation I will anger you. And Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But as for Israel, he says, I have spread out my hands all day long to a disobedient and obstinate people. Paul says here in the book of Romans, Before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there is nothing to listen to. In other words, faith does come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That, in one verse, sums up why it is we who are here at all doing this Psalms cast and the going deeper into the word of God for all these years. Grace is something God has extended towards us in order to redeem us through the sacrifice of Jesus. There is nothing that we can do to earn it. Our participation and believing, that's it. Faith is the fact that this is truth and that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Every day, 
This rhythm of life is something that we've become accustomed to coming into the scriptures, orientating ourselves to God, retelling our heart the story of who we are, and inviting the Holy Spirit to speak and to plant these words deep within us. We're every day retelling ourselves the story of our faith. Yes, I do think about Jesus coming back. He is coming back. There's no doubt in my mind at all that He is coming back. And I don't know if it's today, if it's tomorrow, if it's in 2021, or if it's 200 years from now. And it really doesn't matter because this today might be the day of where I meet the Lord face to face. I just don't know anymore. And with my health issues right now, yeah, (laughs) um, it's okay if I do. There's much joy to be gained by not being here anymore. But there are so many people who do not know what the Bible says because nobody's ever taken the time to read the Bible to them. They didn't grow up in families where the Bible was read to them on their the knee of a parent or a sibling who would read to them. They only heard Bible stories. They never heard what God's Word says, the living Word of God says. And who will read to them if not the one who has the Bible? It really is that easy. And so, after I heard a teaching from J.D. Farouk in 2012 on this verse here in Romans, Romans 10, 17, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It was life-changing because that person who I loved dearly, who did not have a relationship with Jesus, was laying in the bed next to me. And yes, I did worry about his salvation, and I prayed diligently. And so I am posting on the social media pages, J.D. Farouk's link to that teaching. If you desire to go deeper, it's good. It's very good. And yes, God did give me the courage to ask my husband if it was okay for me just to read God's Word out loud as he was falling asleep each night. And it forced us to go to bed at the same time. And yes, as I read God's Word, my husband was over there asleep. But God's Word penetrates and it goes inside. And over time, yes, it was many, many months that I read God's Word. The Holy Spirit did an amazing thing. And I have no doubt in my mind that my husband has a relationship with Jesus and that Jesus is his Lord and Savior. And it's not about religion. It is about relationship. And you know, Someday I am going to have to stand before the Lord, and I will be able to say, Yes, Lord, I read your word out loud, because that is what you asked me to do. And I am so grateful that you taught me to read and that you gave me your word, that I could share it with other people.